Hello and welcome to another episode of FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, The Philosopher, and this is where I help you guys level up inside and outside the virtual arena by talking about topics and having guests on the show that I think are important and will help us all level up, obviously. Uh, this episode is actually about music and how there may or may not be parallels to learning fighting games. And hopefully by the end of this, you'll be able to use this conversation as a way to look at learning fighting games a little bit differently or perhaps learning music which brings me to my guest this is max aka mega max star welcome to the show sir hey how you, how you doing <laughs> doing pretty good doing pretty good uh so we had a really good conversation like two weeks ago um i, I think that it was good to just to have you on the show to actually talk about it and maybe make some content out of this and that was the conversation about how you actually you you learn music uh what instrument was it that you said you practiced? Uh, trombone. Trombone. Okay, cool. So um, something that really caught my attention was just you, you talking about how there were some similarities. And I was wondering, like, what can you recall from the conversation that we had? And we kind of pick apart and then get deeper as we go. Um, I remember we picked up on how uh, repetition has helped me a lot. Learning combos and stuff like that helped me learn fighting games a little better because... Learning in music is a lot of repetition, a lot of stuff like that. That's about the same as learning an instrument, practicing combos, stuff like that, um, and how a lot of the uh, ideas are very similar in terms yeah. of learning. And I know for me, like I, I did play music way back when, and like for me, the first thing that I think about is is karate and how there's definitely a structure to uh, learning karate. Like you don't just start doing combinations and all that kind of stuff. And I always find it fascinating because I struggle learning fighting games because I just kind of jump into whatever. And I see a lot of other people have the same issue where they're just just good at combos and and then they can't utilize those combos. They have like no footsies or no neutral. Um, and so I was curious for you, because like I, I've seen you, when we first met playing Dragon Ball, I think I was able to beat you. And then like just seeing you grow over, <laughs> over the time that we've been going to the FGC. Um, I'm curious to know like from your musical background, like. How did that start? Like, what was the basis of, of how you learned music? Like, what was that structure like? Learning music is something that takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, obviously. I started off, actually, with the recorder back in, like, fourth grade, third grade or something. But that was something that was forced upon you in elementary school. But by the time I uh, started learning the trombone in sixth grade, they start you with, like, normal stuff, like just playing uh, just single notes and then um, music theory with a B flat scale is the first thing that they teach you and the first thing that you are always going to practice at the start of the day. And they want you to like learn that, like no tomorrow. They want to get it into your head, kind of like a bread and butter, I guess. And then they would start off with simple songs like Hot Cross Buns, Mary Had a Little Lamb, um, very simple things that everybody knows and then you can use to practice for yourself. So how did learning those like that, that basic stuff, how did that affect you when it came to improving, like learning music overall? Um, it was just repetition for the most part. Once you realize, because of course you have somebody teaching you, coaching you, and they tell you like how you should play a note, how you shouldn't play a note. Um, so over time you realize like, okay, the way I played uh, my B note was flat or it sounded off. I need to play it like a little more fuller with voice and volume and you just keep you keep playing over and over and over again until it just um sticks with you kind of on the concept of coaching i'm curious to know like the amount of feedback that you got from you know your your coaches and 
uh, I guess the parallels of that versus the lack of having one in a tradition, like in, in learning fighting games, like what your experience with that is. I grew up in a small school, so coaching was and teaching was actually really easy to come by. We had a lot of one-on-one with um, a lot of people. I, Cause we usually had like maybe 20, 30 people in the band um, with each different kinds of uh, music that we were playing. And we did a lot of one-on-ones and that definitely helps a lot because if you don't have like one-on-one coaching or teaching, it, you can kind of mess up and you wouldn't even know about it. So I think I was kind of blessed in that part where I could actually focus on myself a little more. Hmm. So I guess on that note, like where have you seen that your your musical background, like how has that helped you get like better at fighting games? Because it seems like you've been, you know, growing with fighting games and it's hard to keep up with you now, but like how how, how has that helped you so much? <laughs> um when I try to learn um how to play a fighting game in the terms of music, I think of a combo, kind of like a, a whole sheet of music. And each part of the combo is kind of like a measure. Um, so I break, I break each portion down of a combo into like uh, small parts and work on each individually until I can put them all together. Um, so like for an example, um, Bardock's level one loop uh, that you can do with his like bionic arm or whatever, mm-hmm. and then using an assist to extend that combo um, into doing another level one. Basically, I would start off by doing that immediately and then using the assist to extend them mm-hmm. until I got that down, then I would do the full combo to then get into that part. It's one of the ways that you learn playing music where uh, you do singular parts one at a time. You do singular notes, just small like rhythms and stuff like that, that you just have to get down. Because sometimes a lot of, thing, a lot of like parts of the song or music is easier than a lot of other parts. So if you're constantly going from the beginning to that difficult part and then going back, it's actually more difficult when you can just focus on it by itself. And then once you get it down, then you do the whole thing over and over and over again until it's impossible for you to mess up on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, something that I used to do in the past, that they try to do the whole combo as like one large chunk. And yeah. it's always fascinating. Like I, I kind of, my background is kind of similar in a sense of like I learned structure from karate and and like my my individual notes were like strikes or movements and then mm. my my combinations were basically combos you know like longer combos but then like they were broken down into a sequence and we were practice smaller parts of it and then eventually turn into a kata or like a, almost like a dance where we're doing a basically a fight a course orchestrated fight choreographed fight um but it was eventually became autopilot and then eventually became applicable to where like I was in a situation and I'd get in a fight and I was able to actually like utilize this strange sequence. I didn't plan to do it. It just happened because I was put in that situation and my body knew what to do in that situation. And so I I think that a lot of people um, kind of to your point is that they, they don't break it down. And I think uh, this is something I see in a lot of different like uh, arts or, or um, skills. You know, I think music is an art, but I think it's also definitely a skill. And most <laughs> yeah. people who learn that, you know, they always break it down. And I think it's really fascinating to to hear that from different perspectives because I think it's really important to I always tell people just do one part of it and, and see if you can do that part. And honestly, when you do that, for me, you're able to find the the problem area. Like if you can't mm-hmm. do a full combo, what part of the combo can't you actually do? It's probably not the right. whole combo, it's probably like specific parts of it. 
Um, I know in Dragon Ball, one of the biggest issues that I had, I still have, is um, doing the vanish attack and then doing the dash to a, a 2M, or a crouching low. And basically, you're you're kind of extending the combo after while bouncing them. You know what I'm talking about. But it's yeah, it, it takes practice. And I was trying to do the whole combo on top of that rather than just practicing that one individual part and breaking that down. And after I did, it started to make more sense. And then I can put it into the larger scheme of things. For you, the similarities between like learning fighting games, I know you talked about one of them, but like just the overlapping similarities that you've observed so far, like what are they and and like how can we, I guess, utilize them? For a lot of things that are uh, similar, um, as I brought up before, is just repetition and learning to repeat yourself multiple times until you get something down, until you can't mess up anymore. There's weird things where it's like how a whole combo structure can just be like playing music. You go through it and you have all the buttons down, the rhythms down in your fingers, like playing a piano or something. And after the after so many times, especially after doing like bread and butter combos in Dragon Ball or something, you just kind of know how to do it just from the top of your head. In, in ways of playing music and how there are different notes mm-hmm. and ways to play notes, um, like just pr- playing a uh, regular uh, B note and like a regular jab. Now, both of them can link into different things. You can use them as like footsies or you can use them as something to go into a combo. It's kind of like that where um, you understand when to uh, move your notes into the right ways that link together, which is why you learn the B flat scale because then you learn uh, what notes can go from one way to the other without sounding off. Um, so for example, like um, the B flat scale um, in uh, treble clef, um, or I'm sorry, bass clef, it's B, C, D, E, F. Those are the first like four notes. And if you skip any of those notes, it's gonna sound really weak. So in ways where it's like a bread and butter combo, you know, um, light, medium, heavy, is how you usually do things. And if you try to do it in a different way, it doesn't work. And it doesn't feel like it works, unless you have a character, of course, that reverse beats. But that's a completely different <laughs> conversation entirely. But in ways like that, um, you understand what buttons can link to other buttons and how to use those buttons in your uh, in the correct manner. Hmm. So I'm going to try to translate this because I'm not as musically inclined. But it, it, sure. in, in my head, I, I kind of hear it as like, so there are certain songs, if you're trying to replicate a certain song or replicate a certain combo, there's a certain sequence of buttons or notes that you have to hit. Otherwise, yes. you're not going to be replicating that exact combo and it's not going to sound right or, or uh, sound right or feel right <laughs> or come out right, right. If, you're, if you're doing that. And that, that actually makes me think about this uh, conversation or this video that uh, Justin Wong put out. For those who don't know, Justin Wong's like one of the most well-known uh, Street Fighter players out there, Street Fighter, Marvel, uh, and like a couple other games. But uh he was talking about a topic of manipulating the meta. And I think this is something that's really fascinating to me because this gets into um, mastery, which is something that I'm, I'm very fascinated about is this, this act of continuing to get better. But once you get better, and I, I kind of explain this as like an RPG. If you're familiar with those, you get a, a skill tree and like the more you level up, the more you get access to. But my point in this is that the more you understand a game or an art or something like that, and the more you understand like the traditions of how it's supposed to work, the more you can manipulate how it works. So like a really good player um, 
knows how the game works, knows how your character works. And there's a certain meta of how the game is played. And once these players get to a certain echelon, to a certain level of skill, you know, it could be chess, it could be whatever. They, they take the rules and they can bend them because they know them so well that people who are on the same skill level as them anticipate certain things and they break that anticipation by kind of bending or breaking the rules. Not like cheating or anything like that, but just like making it their own. That's how you see like master artists. Like they, they grow up doing a lot of traditional art, but then all of a sudden they have their own their own style. And that's that's kind of what I think mm. what you're talking about when manipulating the meta is almost like they create their own fingerprint of how to play the game or or play music. Do you know who Hungrybox is? Yeah, yeah, chance? yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's one of the only top players. And he's easily like one of the best players. But he plays Jigglypuff, and there's no other top player that plays Jigglypuff to his level. And he understands the game so well that he can basically manipulate the game to where he wants it, and he knows what people are going to almost before they... And um, on that point with music, there's actually a lot of people who um, who do something very similar to, to that. Um, so there's this group called uh, Too Many Zoos. I don't know if you've ever heard um, there are three. Per One of them's a trumpet player, a bass saxophone player, and then uh, the last person is this percussion person who has all of these neat little setups around his drum. He's got a cowbell, tambourine, all of that. But they play music in such a different manner. It's very loud. It's different, rambunctious, I guess is the word you could say. And it's not how you would normally listen to music, but their style is so unique, so different. The bass saxophone player, like, he owns with his bass saxophone. And that's, like, crazy. Because usually you would never play music like that. That's And that's why it's so different. And you have that ability to be very, like, unique with your instrument in ways that you want to be that still applies the bass structure of music or even fighting games. I haven't heard of them, but I do see a lot of different artists doing that kind of stuff and it's always fascinating i love i love seeing like i don't know if indie is the right term and i know i'm like tangenting a little bit but just like mm. groups like pentatonics that do like acapella stuff and they're so skilled that they can like change the way a, a song sounds or people who take something like it's almost like taking an old combo or taking an old play style and kind of flipping it on its head you know you're, you're kind of taking something I, I this is a bit of tangential but i still think it's still in the realm of like learning from one thing and adapting to something else but just like it's very fascinating seeing how skilled people can be inspired by somebody else, like a genre or a specific song, and just like mm -hmm. take that and make it sound or look completely different. Uh, I think it's sometimes more limiting in certain fighting games, depending on what fighting game you're playing. But like something like Dragon Ball, for sure, like you can play the same three characters, but definitely uh, play them differently. Um, I, I think mm -hmm. there's enough freedom, depending on what game you're playing. Um, to play characters differently because I feel like we both play Bardock very differently. We both we both played Bardock. Yeah. I think we both at some point played Goku Black. Uh, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I, <laughs> okay. I kind of I I touched upon Goku Black because I was trying to decide between Goku Black or Goku because yeah. their sister very are the same thing, but I wasn't sure who I liked more. Um, yeah. I ultimately led to Goku, but I still love Goku Black. But yeah, I get where you're going at from here. Mm -hmm. uh, but that gets into the the point of, of the opposites. And I'm curious to know, like, what differences... I, the first question is, like, what what is different about like learning music versus learning fighting games? 
one of the biggest differences is um, definitely when it comes to uh, playing notes in like dynamics or something like that, um, or even like using your notes in different ways. So in terms of like dynamics, right, there's um, there's like something called forte, which is very loud, and then piano, which is very quiet. And you have to um, basically play your music at those different volume levels or dynamics. Um, and even stuff like uh, there's uh, slurs or um, I'm trying to think what the other one's called. Or There's a bunch of them. There's like slurs, legatos, stuff like that where mm-hmm. they're the same way um, of playing a music but very different. Where a slur is basically you play the notes together um, without like articulating in a way. Um mm-hmm. And um, and when you mean when I mean articulating, it's like every time you play a note, you go ta. And with slurs, you don't do that. You just kind of go from one note to another, um, or even um, something like a tie, which is if you play a note, it carries over into the next measure or into the next note, which gives you extra beats. So it's very hard to have a similarity with that with fighting games, where you know a single button can mean a lot, but not nearly as much as like a single note can in music. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could still argue the fact that there is a lot more uh, ways to uh, link the two together. Um, even in that way, you could say that, you know, um, jabs can apply pressure or, um, you know, apply attacks and going into stuff. But it's, it's very broad and, uh, Music is a lot more unique in some ways, but it's not not downgrading fighting games at all, as they are very complicated oh, yeah. and difficult to learn as well. Both of them are both equally like very difficult and uh, unique. <laughs> yeah, uh, something that that you made me just think about, and it kind of relates to the, the world of mastery, is uh, something that I've experienced in, in martial arts and in other physical activities and in, in fighting games is. Uh, it's hard to articulate, but basically I start to notice this um, unwritten or unsaid understanding and like new ideas open up in my head. That's kind of why I use the analogy of like new skills being accessed, like in a skill tree. But I'm curious mm-hmm. to know, like um, kind of within music and within fighting games, if you experience anything like that, where as you gain more muscle memory, you're able to like think on a higher level. It's like, especially now that I played a hitbox and I'm more comfortable with that, I find that um, I it's not just about reacting. It's about my ability to make a choice and actually execute on that choice. And those are things that I wasn't able to do before, but now because of execution and, and competence, um, I think those are the two core things of any skills is execution and competence. Competence being like your ability to understand like what you're doing and, and how it uh, interacts with the rest of what you're doing. Like how a light button can interact with a combo overall or, or a sequence or, or a mix up or a setup and, and set play and stuff like that. Whereas like, how does this note incorporate into the song and, and being able to just like, for me, I play guitar uh, occasionally and I like to just, I can play by <laughs> ear. I can hear notes and I can replicate it. Mm. And then I like to just make it my own. Um, but it's the more I do it, the more thoughts open up to me. So I know it's kind of a long explanation, but I'm curious to know if you've experienced anything similar to that in, in, in music and in fighting games. Actually, um, yeah. So in, in music, um, after a while, um, I played I played in jazz band, and jazz band is a completely different 
type of uh, playing music. And um, a lot of times, and it's very common in jazz band, especially with bands, that there are solos. And a lot of these solos, actually, um, you have to make up on the fly. Like, um, but you have to make sure it stays with the rhythm and the structure of the song that's currently playing. Um, and that requires you to know how to play music at a very, like, decently high standard. So a lot of times um, there'll be a saxophone solo or even I've had trombone solos where I have to take the general idea of whatever song it is and um, just kind of go along with it and make it sound still interesting and cool in a way that doesn't sound off. So you kind of have to freeform. And and that requires a lot of like uh, knowledge and what you are doing with your instrument. And in fighting games, especially a lot of uh, a lot of um, Marvel-like fighting games. I don't know what you would exactly call that, uh, like you know, Ultimate Marvel and stuff like, like that. Tag, tag games, pretty much. Yeah, tag team games. A lot of them are freeform in a way, where um, almost any button can link to another button. Especially games. Um, I don't know if you've ever played Under Night in Birth yeah. at all. Yeah. That game is, I'm pretty sure all the characters have reverse beats. Um, and if not, and I'm just like, I'm going off of this off of a guess because in Blaze Blue Cross Tag, um, all of the Undernight characters have reverse beats in their, in their kit. And what makes that interesting is you can use that to your um, ability to create like your own custom block strings in a way. And you understand what is the better way to do your block strings and it's and it's not in the regular ways that you would press buttons like going light medium heavy instead you might go medium light heavy light or something like that um and then the crouching and you can do crouchings too you can link those together as well so i think like stuff like that where somebody who's very high um talented with fighting games they would like those under night characters because they would under, understand how um block strings are and how a combo structure is and turn that into their own way hmm. I'm, I'm curious to know what kind of uh musician you would consider yourself uh at least like from from your experience because i feel like there's different kinds there's a natural there's a mechanical person you know what would you consider yourself um i'm a lot more of a um a, I, I read music by sheets. I can't play by ear for the life of me. Um, mm. I can kind of, but I know it doesn't sound as good. So for a lot of the times, I'm very like, um, not exactly classical, but just um, straight and forward in terms of music. Um, so yeah, um, I've had a lot of experience because I've done marching band, jazz band, um, concert band, um, and I've even done solos as well. And um, from my experience, I know that I'm, I basically just go off of uh, sheet music and that's what I, I can do. I can't do solos in the most part where I can just randomly uh, think up of notes by myself and then string them together and make it sound neat. I can't mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I see the same exact thing in fighting games. Uh, I feel like there's, there's two or three different kinds and I'll, I'll kind of mush it down to two 
uh, I, I think there's very much the the natural, the person who kind of plays by ear, so to speak, who can just like mm. play music but can't read sheet music for the life of them. And then there's more of the mechanical person, like the lab monster who like reads all the frame data and and just can play based off of that. But this is very like mechanical. I think of um I think the epitome of that is uh not a not mochi. Uh, oh my god, I can't remember his name. He's he's a uh, an abuki player, not ZM, but the other guy. Like people even call him a robot. I can't think of his name right now for some reason. I'm kind of upset with myself. <laughs> um, the only thing that comes up into my head is not Street Fighter, but actually Melee, um, M2K or Mewtwo King. Oh, uh, yeah. Is, and I don't know, were you referencing the Smash documentary by any chance? No. No. Oh, my gosh. It's a great watch. Um, it's a very long documentary, but actually they brought up that exact same subject. Um, but there are three types of players. Um, there's the mechanical players who learn everything in terms of, you know, frames, how everything works together, stuff like that. And then there's players who uh, play it by ear. They just play the game. They go after it. And then players who, um, I'm trying to think what the third one was, but it was kind of like play by heart. Yeah. Okay. I think I have heard that term before. It wasn't in a melee thing, but I feel like James Chen or somebody might've mentioned that one. Yeah. yeah, and it was cool because um, it actually had like a rock, paper, scissors structure where one player could beat another, but uh, that same player could not beat another player because of how they played differently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you, I would absolutely recommend watching the Smash Brothers documentary because it's it's a really good, really good watch. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to check that out. Man, that's really fascinating too because I, I do feel like uh, there's certain types of people that I just have a hard time beating. It's like, I, I don't know. I think I play with my mind and I try to play with my heart. Uh, but I'm definitely not super, I don't want to say intellectual. Like I like frame data and stuff like that, but it's, it's a struggle to do it. Like I do it because I know I have to. Uh, but right. like people who play by heart and just like, especially Kins and Street Fighter. Like I don't know if you play a lot of Street Fighter, but Kins. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Kins and Grapplers. Like I don't know what it is. But anyways, yeah, it, that, that makes, that's a pretty good point. Um, I'll have to check that out. Uh, the last couple of things is how, from your experience, and I think we kind of delved into this a little bit, but maybe you can get more specific, but, uh, how do you think that like your experience and just people who play music or just music in general, how can you utilize that to, to help other people learn how to play fighting games? Um, I think, um, I'm not sure exactly how other people listened or learned how to play music, but if it was in the same way that I did, a lot of times when we learned music, it was music that's already been done before, you know, not like original pieces or anything like that. So we would actually just take a look at how um, the band, a band would put the piece, the sheet music that we would have. And we would learn from that. We wouldn't exactly copy it. Um, but we would basically uh, take that and use it in our own way. And I think a lot of people who learn music, they understand how to take good advice and apply it and know when something isn't worth knowing. And I, I learned that a lot because of course learning Dragon Ball, which was honestly one of the fighting games that I really took uh my time into and just learned about almost everything, is I you know, I went through a lot of videos, a lot of garbage videos that doesn't help me in the slightest, where it's like, oh yeah, how to do this, you know, one touch, one, you know, one hit touch of death combo like yeah this doesn't work this isn't what i need to know this doesn't help me in any situation whatsoever except for style points you know and how like 
oh, okay, this is an example bread and butter combo for almost all characters. Okay, this is extremely useful. And I think uh, people who play music will be able to understand that in a very quick um, way and also be able to apply that in a way that um, helps them better, especially with hand-eye coordination. Um, a lot of players who play any kind of instrument, you, you need to be able to read and play your instrument at the same time. And I think that that is in a very easy way to get into fighting games because they can understand, they can look at what the, um, like what the combo is or something for a character. They can look at it and then they can also apply it at the same time without having to like switch between the two. They can look at it like sim simultaneously and still like do it in a way. That makes sense to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't want to tangent too far, but this is relevant. Have you ever heard the term uh, chunking before? No, I have not, actually. Okay, so I'll do my best to explain it. But basically, what it is, it's the act of condensing a lot of information down to a more digestible size. So like, uh, there's a really mm -hmm. good book that talks about this called The Art of Learning by Josh Whiteskin. I've re referenced him a few times, but he he's a guy that Searching for Robbie Fisher was based off of. He was like one of the youngest grand champions of grandmasters of chess and later on in his life in his adulthood he actually retired from chess or, or stopped playing chess uh, and, and switched to martial arts in tai chi shuan push hands and became a grandmaster in that in the country that it's from so this dude from america took the knowledge that he applied from 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 that from, from chess to this but in it he talks about the act of chunking and so like chess has a lot of complicated moves and a lot of forms and, and um positions i can't formations that that are in it and what people do who are at a higher skill level is they take similar information and they they're able to condense it into a smaller amount of information so that they can just reference this chunk instead of trying to like have this whole map of different ideas i feel like i'm not okay. doing the best idea of explaining it but i no, think I that, understand it though <laughs> okay um but yeah i i think that especially musicians probably have something similar like uh have a similar experience where they're able to condense a lot of similar information into something that's a little bit more useful and digestible so that um that as part of what allows people to think on a higher level is that now that you can do all these other subtasks and they're kind of lumped into one a really good example is driving so originally when you're first learning a car or learning to drive a car it's you you get in the car you know, if you wear your seatbelt, you buckle your seatbelt. Let's assume that it's, I'm going to, for the sake of illustration, we're going to do a transmission, a uh, manual transmission, uh, just to throw more stuff at you. So you have the clutch and you have the gas pedal and you have the brake. That's all part of driving and you use them at different times. There's also the, the shifter, the gear, you change, the sh you change the gears as you go. You know, you get to different RPMs and you shift the gears. You have to turn the hand signals or you have to turn the wheel, <laughs> use the turn signals, check your rear view mirrors, you know, all this stuff. And that's a lot of stuff. That's that's a bunch of different things happening at once. You know, knowing where you're going, understanding like, okay, having memorized or using a GPS to get you to where you need to be, being aware of other traffic and bobbing and weaving through traffic and on the highway or whatever. But eventually, all those things that I just listed off, listed off just become driving. And I think that's a similar thing. That's a, that's a very similar thing that happens in fighting games or any other high-level skill. It's like, it's not shading the nose and drawing the face, or it's not like, it's it's drawing the face. It's not filling in the details and shading and all this other stuff. It's just like one act. It's not 
uh, playing this note, then that note, then this note, then that break. It's this song or this genre. And it gets wider and wider the more skilled they get. And it allows people to like, you know, kind of go back to manipulating the meta. So I, I rambled a good bit, but I think that's that's kind of what makes me think about that when you're talking about music and how like all the things that you learned in and like being able to play music on the fly in a certain kind of genre and a lot of the other the terms that you talked about. Um yeah, I I can agree with that a lot. As driving is actually a really good way to um kind of put that all together in a way. Um of course I've never drove a manual, but I know I understand what like uh, what it under what it means um but also that applying the um that chess documentary of that pro chess player um yeah i can understand that like so well because honestly it basically is how i feel in terms of moving to a fighting game and understanding everything else that goes along with it and how similar it can be in so many ways where combos just have like a rhythm to them in a way and you listen for sound cues and you listen for all these other kinds of um, just attacks and stuff like that, especially when it comes to like um, uh, countering somebody like immediately because you could actually use it in more of like a hearing sense where the second you hear somebody jump in Street Fighter Five, you anti-air or short you or something like that, something like that, where it's um, applicable with music where um you play a note and then immediately you understand that the note that you just played is off tuned or off pitch and then changing it immediately back to where it needs to be or even like getting lost in music i've I've done that multiple times where i'm playing a song from the sheet of music and then i just randomly lose my place but then listening to where we're at and then immediately applying myself back to the point where i need to be um Stuff like that is it's just so interesting how there's similarities to so many different types of things to do, driving, fighting game, like art in every single way where they all kind of link together in a weird way, but they're all so unique and different. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how people can get better at fighting games playing, you know, by playing music or by learning music. How can... How, in your opinion, do you think that people who play fighting games might be able to learn uh, music? I think if people understand the uh, basic structure of fighting games, they can easily learn and play any instrument, in my honest opinion. Um, there are so many complicated things. If somebody can grasp those ideas and understand them, shows that they can learn and understand ideas that are common in the subject of what they're doing. You know, with fighting games, you understand so many different things and you're able to basically put them into one like kind of concrete idea and that's kind of the same way with music so if somebody can grasp that they can easily do the same thing with music and a lot of ways for practicing is repetition it's extremely important and even with failing multiple times you can still just keep playing and attempt to get better and I think one of the most important things to learning music is just repetition and never quitting kind of attitude. Um, I've been in a lot of situations in music where I became so frustrated because I couldn't get a measure or even a note down because it was just so high um, that I just got sick of it. And But I, I kept persisting and working towards my end goal of finishing the, you know, the music that I'm working on, the song that I'm working on, and getting what I want to complete making myself better i think that's a good 
point, I think a lot of people are going to be able to, to hopefully learn from that. Because I, I think that people, to your point, people that play fighting games and do understand how to play fighting games to some sort of like, I don't want to say competitive level, but they're familiar with the game to the sense of where they can do what they want to do. Uh, there's a lot going on there, and I think it's, it might be more undervalued than they give themselves credit for, because that kind of discipline can definitely be applied to other areas of your life. Um, I definitely try to use fighting games as an analogy because I think a lot of people do understand that hard work, um, that blood, sweat, and tears. So I, I, it's, I'm glad to see that someone else from another walk of life uh, has that same kind of mentality that, that you can use what you've learned from fighting games and apply it to something else and, and whatever your passion is. Because I think there's a lot of people, myself included, that are into fighting games and, and that's a passion, but maybe not like the thing they want to do for the rest of their lives. But that thing that you do want to do for the rest of your lives could be music. Um, you can apply that same level of hard work and dedication and repetition and make something out of it. And that would be pretty awesome to see somebody do something that they love and still be a member of the FCC. This has been a, a fun conversation. Uh, I'm glad that we got a chance to actually sit down. Uh, in case you guys don't know, he's part of the same FGC, the Kalamazoo FGC. So glad to have a member of the FGC on the show with me. That's exciting. Uh, that said, thank you for joining me. Uh, is there any like social media links or anywhere that you want to put out there for people to check out while you're here? Every now and then I'll just post something that I'm feeling like. So youtube.com slash megamaxstar or twitch.tv slash megamaxstar. That's about it. Um, I don't really have much else to in terms of social medias. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you so much. As always, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening on a podcasting app, <laughs> make sure you're following or subscribing so that you can get updates. Every Wednesday, we upload the podcast version and every Friday we upload the YouTube version. So make sure you guys are being updated whenever I do upload. That said, last question is for you guys listening. What skills do you have and what parallels have you found that helped you improve at fighting games? Let me know in the comments down below or leave a comment on the podcast or whatever you're listening. That said, thank you guys so much and I will see you in the next one.